Welcome to WP Coffee Talk with your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette. Special thanks to our amazing sponsors, Century Hosting, Expander Digital, GoWP, and WP Explorer. WP Coffee Talk is a proud supporter of Big Orange Heart, whose mission is to support and promote positive well-being and mental health within remote working communities. Please consider a donation to Big Orange Heart to continue to support this great mission. Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. I'm your podcast barista, Michelle Frechette, serving up the WordPress stories from around the globe. And today my guest comes from, now I forgot, are you in California? You're in California. Yes, San Diego. California. That's right. For some reason, I suddenly was going to be like north of there, but I know I met you in San Diego, but I was like, maybe that's not where you lived. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, serving up stories from around the world. Today, my host, my guest comes from San Diego, California, Chris Ford, who is the project management consultant at Creativity Included. Chris, welcome. Thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's always fun to talk to you. I really enjoy it. So. Same. Yeah, and we did meet. I know that I feel like we've known each other like online, like those Twitter relationship following kind of stuff um, longer ago than WordCamp San Diego, but that was 2018. So maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> that was, feels like a million years ago. And yet it still feels like it was just yesterday, but you know, COVID right. did that to my brain, right? Like everything was yesterday and it was also a million years ago. So time is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> and my brain doesn't want to understand that construct some days, but that's okay. Well, I have ADD, so like me knowing how long something takes is really hard anyway. Like Mm. three hours is five minutes all the time. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's really been messing with me when you already can't get a concept of time and then a pandemic happens. I know I'll literally like start doing a Sudoku on my phone or heaven forbid, start looking at TikTok. And I'm like, oh gosh, it's been like 10 minutes. Like, oh, look at that. It's been three hours. (laughs) No clue. I'm just a construct. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, Like you said, I am a project management consultant at Creativity Included right now. Uh, I am back to being a sole proprietor after um, working for other employers for the last five years. So far, I'm really, really enjoying it. Uh, I'm working on building an Asana consulting company that will help small to medium-sized agencies improve their communication. Uh, There's a lot more remote work coming up now. A lot of places are like, but we don't want to come back to work. We like, (laughs) and as someone who's done it for like 15 years or more, I'm like, yes, I understand. I like working from home too. You get dogs and snacks whenever you want. Um, And I can wear my slippers. I don't have to go out in the snow, all of that. Exactly. There's no commute. I figured it out one time in the sheer amount of time I saved because in San Diego, if you have a job that's not like in your small circle, you've got easily an hour to an hour and a half commute to get where most of the jobs are. And I mean, even getting downtown in traffic, something that takes you 20 minutes can take you an hour. So you figure two hours a day, that's 10 hours a week by 52 weeks a year like not counting vacation and stuff. And that's 520 hours I got back to that's watch. amazing. <laughs> or TikTok or play Sudoku. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, usually I say show us your mug, but I know from already seeing it, you have a pint glass. So show us your pint glass today. Um, if I drink coffee right now, I would not sleep until tomorrow. So I have a WordCamp Orange County when is, does that say 2017? I think so. Yeah. Um, it was one of their, I love WordCamp Orange County swag. Like it's one of my favorite places to get swag. It's always super, super well designed. So it looks like superhero lettering. Is that superhero? Yeah, lettering? it was superhero, um, which was really, really fun. I think the year after that was Dungeons and Dragons. My choice today oh, was between this one and one with a dragon on it. So well, I like the superhero. You're drinking water, right? It looks like water, unless it's I'm having know. a squirt. Oh, even better. There you go. <laughs> well, I have a superhero mug. I have one of my many Wonder Woman mugs. So you can see Wonder Woman there. And it's a little Actually, fuzzy because 
it gets darker if the, the hotter the water is, but it's, I've had the tea water in here for like 20 minutes now, so it's starting to fade a little bit, but I'm drinking herbal tea because I can't do coffee this late a day in the day either. It's uh, five o'clock here. So if I, can you yeah. imagine if I was drinking a big old coffee at 5 p.m.? Yeah, some people can do it. Like I've watched Norcross drink the, like you would think that that amount of coffee would kill someone and <laughs> he remains completely unaffected by it. Yeah, I was going to say, I no longer have my life-size Wonder Woman cut out behind me, or it would oh. be a really great theme. Where'd she go? Um, well, as she is life-sized, the only part of her you could see behind me was her crotch. <laughs> and so it was very distracting on meetings. And so Wonder Woman is now on a wall that is not directly behind my head. That makes there sense. was one very <laughs> uncomfortable meeting and then she moved. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I was so proud. I was like, I have this great life size. Oh, that's not, we're, we're in landscape, not portrait mode. That's just not going to work here. That's unfortunate. Yes. <laughs> so instead we have some voting posters. That works. I have a whole wall, you can't see it over there, of all Wonder Woman memorabilia. So I'm actually, if I remember, after we get done recording today, I'll take a picture and, and tweet it out because I have a lot of Wonder Woman things. Uh, it turns out that when do you start- you have to the Wonder Woman Wapu? I do. The, the pin, okay. I, have, I have a couple of those, yeah. So I was going to say, I'll send those. you one if you don't. <laughs> I do. That's on my bulletin board right here, too. Yeah, I love that one. I've actually bought some and given them away to friends because I love them so much. Yeah. So um, tell us, how did you get started with WordPress? I, I've been working in this industry since 1996, I think. A little while. And so I'd always kind of done like HTML sites and I can't remember when, I mean, it's been maybe 10-ish, 12-ish years now that content management systems started getting really popular. I tried out, you know, a whole bunch of different ones because one of the biggest complaints designers had at the time was I don't want to spend my whole job updating someone's website. Like mm -hmm. that, that could be a full-time job. And for most people who were designing at the time, like no one wants to spend all day copying, pasting text in. And I tried a couple of like blogger things and I was involved in the scrapbooking community. Um, started working with a bunch of people who started photography businesses after being in the scrapbooking industry for a while. And there was this really big need to merge their blogger blogs mm -hmm. with their website, right? Um, and so I was looking at a whole bunch of different tools, like there was Drupal, there was, there was this one that they were charging for that I can't remember the name of, like there were a whole bunch of content management systems mm -hmm. out there and I tried all of them and they all just felt weird and clunky and ugly and I couldn't figure them out, which might've been my problem. Um, but I got a job from this company called Pink Paisley Scrapbooks and they okay. needed a new website. And so I built one for them that was basically a giant flash header on top of the Kubrick theme so that they okay. could have their big flashy spinny navigation, which was so popular at the time and all yeah. of the music and all of their slideshows. Mm -hmm. um, and at the time it was just easier in flash, right? This was 10 mm -hmm. years ago um, or maybe even longer. And so I built that and the first theme that they had me buy for that, um, after seeing the Kubrick version, they were like, there's a little bit more we want to do with this. That'll work for our blog, but we want you to use this. Oh, and I can't even remember revolution theme, mm -hmm. which turned into studio press. And so using that revolution theme, uh, Brian Gardner saw the website. He really liked it. We started talking. I started using the theme more. 
Um, I developed a couple of themes for Studio Press for uh, scrapbookers called Family Tree. There was another one called Be Crafty for uh, people doing crafts. Uh, and because of that, Brian said, hey, why don't you come up to WordCamp San Francisco? We're doing our first Genesis Connect event. Come on up and meet other people in the Genesis community. Or at that time, yeah, I think maybe Genesis had very first come out at that, that point. Mm -hmm. um, it might've even been like the launch of it. I don't remember. And so I went to WordCamp San Francisco and for the first half of the day, had an absolutely horrible time and felt like the dumbest person in the world because I didn't understand anything anyone was saying. And then at lunch, I was standing in line. I was like, you know what? I'm changing my flight. This is not for me. I, I was ready to like just peace out early and go back home and do my stuff in my own little corner. And this dude in front of me turned around and said, did you have underoos when you were a kid? And I said, yes. And he said, what kind? And I said, well, Wonder Woman, duh. <laughs> and that was Steve Zangit at Zeke Interactive. And he invited me to have lunch with him and a bunch of people who are still really good friends. And I got hooked on the community aspect of it, uh, just meeting really cool people. And after that, awesome. I was kind of all in on WordPress. I love that. And I love the underoos. I'll have to I mean, I never actually had underoos. I'd have to lie, but I'm going to try to remember or make up a similar question so that when I'm just kind of like standing in line, because like, what do you do with WordPress? It's so boring, right? Like something that's a bigger hook and that's a little more interactive. That's kind of fun. Well, awesome. I think it was just the like, no hesitation. Well, like Wonder Woman, <laughs> duh, what other ones would have you worn? Do you think I was going to say Aquaman? I mean, come on. No. <laughs> That's so funny. That's awesome. When you look at websites, and I love that, you know, everybody who comes on this, uh, on this podcast has a different role. And even if it's the same title, it's a different role because you're in a different company and different freelancing or whatever. So we all have a different perspective on this question. I mean, we all have different answers to all the questions, but this one specifically, I think, given our roles, is when you look at websites, whether they're yours or somebody else's, what's something that you think that we as developers, designers, web builders, aren't focusing enough attention on that would make that site better for the end user? Make design fun again. Ooh, I like that. Tell me how. Um, or what you mean. I am that. not sure because I do not find design fun right now. Uh, I was talking <laughs> to fair. Mel Choice the other day and she's the one who said it. Um, I've actually been thinking about one of my very first jobs out of design school is working for a skateboard company. And so one of my official jobs was to make zines, right? Oh, like mm -hmm. someone paid me to just make punk rock zines as part of my job. Um, and so I've kind of been thinking about putting one together. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure of a timeline or anything. I just know that I was talking to my wife one night about being a riot girl uh, in the 90s, like I had my little flannel shirt, I had my little Doc Martens, I even went and got a tattoo that was like perfectly aligned above my nine hole Doc Martens. Love um, it. My first AOL screen name had a GRRL in it and just kind of how we've made some progress since then. But really a lot of the same old stuff is the same old stuff and how just kind of a perspective on for someone who's been in this industry since the mid 90s when Riot Girls were a thing and stalking Ani DeFranco was like something everyone did. <laughs> um, yeah. Looking at that perspective and my wife was, she laughed really hard and she said, well, you're not really a Riot Girl anymore. You're more of a Riot ma'am. Oh, man. <laughs> Which is why my Twitter handle changed because I thought that was hilarious. The I love domain it. name was available just in case. And so for me, I think it's 
and this feels kind of like a betrayal to say, but I look at my entire career and the only thing that has lasted has been the print work I've done. Like mm-hmm. I still have those zines in a box. I still have every magazine mm-hmm. I art directed in a box. Every book I ever designed is in a big box so I can save it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think the answer is to go back to what I really loved about design, which is just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm not doing as much design is I discovered that I don't really, it doesn't bring me joy the way it used to. Mm-hmm. And so figuring out what does, um, which is kind of hard, right? Because I've actually given talks before where like I've had slides that says a designer isn't what I do, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. So like not being that anymore, you're like, mm-hmm. well, like who am I then if I'm not that person anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, so great time coming out of the pandemic to realize that. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, I was <laughs> reinvent yourself. It's like going to a new school. It is right. And, and the thing, but the thing is we do go through seasons of our life where things change and that's okay. Right. I was, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I was a teen in the eighties, right? That was, I graduated high school in 1987 and I was watching a TikTok. I know I'm obsessed with TikTok, sorry, but I was watching a TikTok yesterday and this girl, and it was like, it was a reaction TikTok. So, so, they, so they play the video and then they're like afterwards, cause they're my age. And there was a girl who was showing these vintage jeans that she got cut off into shorts and everything. And then she goes, she flips it around and she goes, I think it's Jordachi. And I was like, I would have killed for Jordache jeans back in the eighties, but we couldn't afford Jordache jeans. And she's just like slaughtering the name. So yeah, things change for sure. At least they weren't. Do you remember Chemin de Fur? Yes. I thought those were so fancy because they were French. Yep. And sweet, honestly, sweet, honesty, cologne from Avon was the first perfume my mother bought me ever. Like all these things. Yeah. Yeah, remember Jeanette? Yeah, for sure. Okay, moving on. Keeping it. Oh God, I used to (laughs) bathe in that stuff. People must have like scattered when they were in a closed room with me. (laughs) Same. It was like the Axe body spray of the eighties for women. That and Love's Baby Soft. Oh my gosh, for sure, for sure, and sun in for our hair because everybody needed orange hair. It didn't really turn it blonde. Anyway, what's something that you wish you had known earlier in your WordPress career that you've learned since that would have made life a little bit easier had you known it sooner? God, that's a hard question, huh? (laughs) Yeah, it is a really hard question because there are a couple of different ways to go on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was realizing that just because I was having a good and easy time in the community that not everyone Mm. had the same experience I did. And I Mm -hmm. wish I had listened to people who were saying, maybe it's not as great as you think it is instead Mm. of being the, well, they don't act like that to me. I guess it's all cool kind of clueless person. Like I wish Mm -hmm. that I had been a little more aware of that in some of my earlier years. I think that's a really good point. You know, I know that you're aware of the work that Allie Nimmons and I are doing with underrepresented in tech.com. And I, I, I recognize, I mean, I recognize I have white straight privilege, right? So you and I have talked about this before you have white privilege, but you don't have straight privilege and, you know, and, and to be like a, a black woman in the LGBTQ community, it like puts you even further down the privilege list, so to speak. And um, not even so to speak, but realistically. Um, and so some of the work that we do now, it's like I, when I was like coming up in the WordPress community, it was just like taking it all for granted. It never occurred to me that other people weren't as welcomed and had e- as easy access as I do in the community. And right. I'm an older woman and I have disabilities and I am, a, I'm a fat girl too. Right. So I, I do deal with a lot of that kind of prejudice, but I've been able to claw my way, Nick Clyde, make it sound like it's a horrible <laughs> thing, but I've been, 
I've been able to find my way to a place of privilege within the WordPress community. Part of it's having a podcast, part of it's going to work for a company that's recognized. I mean, there's all those things that fell into place for me. But you and I have had that talk before about how, um, especially in the LGBTQ community, you don't get the same advantages that I might have. And we were, we had talked about the fact. I, that I still remember awesome. being at a word camp early on and having someone come up to me and do the, you're so brave. And I was, I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I guess I'd referred to my wife in mm-hmm. a talk and I was so brave and I'm like, no, I'm just so gay. <laughs> Right. Like for me, it was not that big a deal because I've been doing it for years. But Mm -hmm. I mean, even just that has changed, like thinking of having an underrepresented in tech 12 years ago. Right. But I'm glad that that people are evolving and that is becoming something that we find important and elevate. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, try to even that playing field and make sure everybody has access to the same things. And it's not easy. Maybe it's easier now than it was 15 years ago, for sure. But it doesn't, it's still not an even playing field for everybody. And so, you know, that's what we're trying to do anyway. But, oh, okay. Thank One you, day, Jack. if I didn't keep hoping, I wouldn't be able to keep going. So same. Absolutely. And I hope that the work that you do, the work that I do, the work that Allie does, that though the things that we do just by being who we are in the community, help other people have doors open to them too. So yeah. Do, well, and that's why I've been really open. Like one of the things I struggle with is many, many mental health <laughs> issues. Like they all kind of coexist together. Um, And being really open with that has led Mm -hmm. to some really great relationships in the community because I've been able to be available when other people are struggling and say, hey, you know, I've been where you are. Mm -hmm. If you ever need to talk, I'm here. And so that to me has been like, I was talking to my wife the other day, like, what do you consider success? and, and what do you think your impact has been in your career so far? And for me, like, that's the thing that I take the most pride in is being able to be open in, on a pretty big stage to talk about some of those struggles instead of hiding them and know that by, again, having the privilege to be able to do that, um, having the privilege to be able to, you know, work with people who know and still want to work with you anyway Mm -hmm. um, is a huge thing but being able to like be representative for other people who might not feel as comfortable saying you know hey i'm struggling with this Mm -hmm. with adhd or bipolar disorder or whatever it might be yeah like for me that's the best thing i've done in my career that's awesome. Now, the next question I usually let you answer, but I'm going to talk about something that you and I did together, and you can always answer it afterwards. But the question is, what are you know what are some of your favorite WordCamp or Meetup talks or experiences? Maybe an experience that you had that was really pivotal or inspirational to you. Before you answer that, I want to talk about what you and I did for WordFest this year because you were open about it. It's it's out there. It's recorded. Um, it's nothing that I'm not outing you about your ADHD because it's out there already. <laughs> but. Um, but you were giving a talk about, please excuse my, oh, what's it, my dear aunt, aunt Sally. 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 I was like, what was her name? I forgot the name. Yeah. So, and, and it was about your struggle with ADHD and things like that and how you have come up with a, a method and things that work for you. And you were struggling to get it recorded and you reached out to me and you're like, first of all, number one, instead of just like hiding, you reached out to me. So that was important, right? So you, you acknowledge where your own shortcomings were, your own challenges were in being able to get that talk um, recorded. And then you said, I'm going to have, maybe I'll have to withdraw. I'm not sure what to do, but together we came up with a solution for you. And I just, I was in awe of the fact that you were so willing to just pivot, put it out there, talk about it and have that experience. And so for me, that was my, one of my biggest experiences in, um, you know, a WordPress meetup 
or event type thing because it was at WordFest. Um, and I don't, I mean, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I was inspired by the way that you were like, okay, we're just going to pivot this. Yes, let's do it. And, and we just did it. We met, we recorded it and it was really awesome. And you were so open with, um, you know, with the fact, not only that you struggle with mental health issues, like I do too, right? But also that you're like, not only do I struggle with them, I struggle with them to get this talk done. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I just felt cool. like you talk about imposter syndrome and I felt like such an imposter right then. I'm like, seriously, I cannot record a 30 minute talk because I'm caught in this loop of perfectionism. And yet you are going to go and talk to a global audience about how you manage your ADHD. You know, who do you think you are? And it was like, well, I guess I'm just going to include that in my talk. And you graciously came up with the idea, like, if you can't get it done this way, maybe we can do it more as an interview. Um, Because the struggle I was having, like, the thing I miss the most about in-person events is that connection with the audience. Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I do it. When you see people nodding along, when you see that what you're saying is really like connecting with someone and they're getting it right. Like when you see someone nodding and getting it, that's the energy of other people is why I started doing this in the first place and not having that. I feel like I would have been a horrible newscaster reading off a teleprompter Um, and that's what I was doing. And I was like, I just finally, after much crying and angst and, uh, beating of my breast, I, my wife was finally like, you need to do something about this. And I was like, okay, what would my therapist tell me to do? She would tell me to do the hard thing and be honest that I'm struggling and ask for help. And so instead of like kicking my feet, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna take these steps that someone else has given me and see if it fixes it. Cause it can't make it any worse, right? It's already super bad. Um, And so yay therapy. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yay therapy. And not only just the therapy, but actually following through on thinking what would my therapist, not asking the therapist, but what would the therapist say? And making those determinations for yourself and then actually following through on those steps. So, and it gave me the opportunity to work with you on something else, which I loved. So that was awesome. Well, and it was like the being able to talk and, and interact with someone. Like I've decided I just can't do any more talk talks like I'm used to doing because even when I give a talk talk, it's a conversation. It's like, I remember when I saw Steve Sangit, he spoke at the first word camp I ever spoke at. And I like had a script and I was like, please no one ask me any questions because if I lose my place in this, I will have no idea what I'm talking about. And he just went up there and he was like, hey, if he spoke right before me. If you have any questions, ask me, I don't mind, we'll just chat. And I was like, wow, that's such like a power, like got it under control move. And you realize it's just like talking to people about stuff you're passionate about. It gets a whole lot easier to do that than I have my, and so everything like I do that's pre-recorded, I am the, I have a script and I will read from my script and I will not deviate from the words. And yeah, it was not a good situation. (laughs) (laughs) But we live, we grow, we experience some, we have wins, we have losses, but you know, look where we are today and it's a good thing. And it was a total win. Like it was super fun. Um, We talked about some really interesting stuff. I really enjoyed it. And it stopped being like this big bugaboo that I was super scared of and started being something that was fun and exciting again. I never asked you, like when we stopped recording and we stopped the Zoom, were you like, oh, hallelujah, that's over? Because <laughs> that's what I, I would have been like. Lie, yes. <laughs> the sense of there was much relief. relief. <laughs> exactly. I, I was like, have... day's over. <laughs> exactly. I have three talks I have to give recorded in the next three weeks 
I have not recorded a single one of them yet. And so I'm sitting here going, what am I going to do then? I got one due by this Thursday. I got one due by Friday and I got another one due the following weekend. And like, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off and just do them. <laughs> like, just do them, get them over with. They're good. They're bad. They're done. I, done is better yeah. than that. Right. So too funny. Did you have another... tweet to... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to ask you if you had another answer to the question that I answered for you though, but go ahead and tell the tweet first. Oh, um, I saw a tweet today that I felt very called out about that said there are three types of days. There are three types of work days for someone with ADHD. There are the days you get nothing done. There are the days you get four hours of work done at some random time during the day, completely outside of everyone's normal working hours, or the time you get 40 hours of work during eight hours. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, that is very much me. And it sounds about right for you too. It does. Absolutely. And some of that's my anxiety, right? Because anxiety and ADHD go hand in hand for sure. And, uh, and I end up with what I call mental paralysis. I don't know what other people call it, but the, I could sit in front of the computer and literally can't make myself write, or I can't make myself record, or I can't make myself code or whatever it is. And then there are days where I'm like, I don't know what was so wrong with me the other day. I am like a machine today. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, everything in between. I feel for you. sure. <laughs> Other than that, I think the highlight was the last WordCamp I went to actually, which was WordCamp US in St. Louis in 2019. Um, I got to go and hang out with some of my really good friends. And at my very first WordCamp, San Francisco, I remember thinking, for me, success is being invited to speak at a WordCamp US, right? Like Mm -hmm. that was a big kind of bucket list, career bucket list item that I had was to speak at a venue that large. Um, And I finally got to do it. And so- um, They got some great pictures of you on the stage too. Yeah, those are coming in handy. It's really nice when people take, like I have the ones from every board camp ever where I'm like, ooh, I look good there. Because otherwise I have like a 15 year old, people are like, your hair has color in it. I've never seen that. Every picture of me at a WordCamp, I have some weird expression on my face. And like all your pictures, like you look engaged. I'm always like, (laughs) (laughs) like what is wrong with her (laughs) but anyway oh my goodness um so let's move into the rapid fire questions these are always fun right and uh take your time to answer them I'll, i'll ask them rapidly but take your time to answer them so the first one is what are two or three must have plugins that you would recommend to somebody building their own website um I don't know if it's considered a plugin, but I really like stackable blocks. Okay. Um, it makes it easy to build websites more quickly. I love Yoast SEO because it makes me feel like I'm at least doing the bare minimum for, uh, I, if I get a green light, it makes me feel good. I'm not sure if it actually does anything, but it makes, it's like Febreze, right? It's the end <laughs> of cleaning and it smells clean now looks good it's got a green light (laughs) exactly and I'm gonna be honest it has been so long since I've built a site like I'm getting ready to for the consulting business um I haven't even had my domains just been dead everything's been gone because I wasn't freelancing and it went to the bottom of the priority list so recommend a third one for me because I'm going to need some help when it comes to actually building a website after almost four years away from hands-on stuff. I'll recommend that you have a security plugin. How's that? Whether it's WordFence or something else, definitely security plugin, I think comes in handy for sure. Good deal. It can't hurt, right? It can't hurt. Agreed. But yeah, that's going to be a fun uh, adventure. I will have many more answers in a few months. Well, um, Elementor and I paired up last night and we're doing a 30-day site redesign or site build. So accountability group. So we'll talk to you afterwards if you're interested in kind of, you don't have to do it in 30 days, but at least it can get you started and on the right track to have some accountability partners. 
I actually just started a little accountability group with a friend of mine who is freelancing. Like they kind of fell into freelancing at the same time. So I have homework due this week. I'm a big, if, if I have to go into a meeting unprepared without my homework done, I feel really bad. So having a meeting once a month to like, I'm not going to go in and say, I didn't do anything. I'll stay up till four o'clock in the morning the night before (laughs) because That's the kind of kid I was. (laughs) Same. I always said if it wasn't for the 11th hour, nothing would have ever gotten done. (laughs) At any point in your WordPress career, have you had a mentor, whether it was officially a mentor or unofficial, uh, or even just like somebody that took you under their wing, so to speak? And who was it? Um, I don't know if I've really had mentors as much as I've kind of had relationships. I think the closest thing to a mentor probably would have been when I was working at Crowd Favorite. Uh, Kareem really took a lot of his time and um, taught me a lot about project management at my first project management job. Um, I've learned a lot from hanging out with Ali Nimmons, with Christy uh, Trinos, um, they're all really, I mean, people. Steve kept me from bailing on WordPress entirely and we, you know, mm-hmm. still make each other laugh at WordCamps who knows how many years later. That's um, awesome. but well, yeah, that's- like there haven't been any, like, I don't know. I don't think of I don't think I'd be really good at formal like mentorship relationships. It always seems more like a give and take where you just have a really smart friend that you know you can ask questions. (laughs) Like the unofficial coach. Exactly. And I have loads of those. Like I have a great group of like a group Slack thing where we just go in and everything from um hey how do who's got stock tips because someone in there is like a super financial wizard and they'll help us when it comes to IRA stuff you know Mm -hmm. and there's someone else who is really good at something else and just I don't know having having a diverse group of friends with different opinions and areas of expertise has more been how I've been mentored and brought up through the community. Cause yeah, a lot of people have given me a lot of opportunities. Kind of the, it takes a village, but you built your village. Well, you always build it, right? Like there's so many, I am super surprised because I have made so many new friends just by reaching out to people on Twitter this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in a year when you're stuck at home, like how amazing is that? If you would have told me that in high school, like you'd be locked in your house for a year and a half, but you'd still make new friends. That's wild. Sitting home in your Jordachi jeans. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So who is somebody in the WordPress community that you admire and why, but you can't say anybody you already mentioned? Oh man, I blew it. There are more because I mentioned a whole bunch of people. I should have stopped you sooner. <laughs> right? You need I I should have uh, been prepared for that. Okay, so someone I admire that I haven't. Um, you know what? I would have to say Tracy Levesque. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the type of company she's built at Yikes. Um, It's been amazing to watch a queer woman owned business that is so diverse. Um, Like I think they're, they're a certified B Corp. Is that the one where like they certified that you are a diverse and inclusive organization? I can't see that's why we have, you know, people who are experts in that kind of stuff exactly we all can't not in the difference between bi and semi-weekly i have someone on speed (laughs) dial for that Um, it's like bi-weekly is like every other week but it could also be twice a week right i mean it's like crazy 
I would have to slack my person <laughs> and ask again. <laughs> They'll tweet it later. <laughs> right. Um, and I forgot where I was going with that. But oh, basically just that. basically that she's been able to build this really great and inclusive business and become a WordPress VIP partner. And mm-hmm. um, she's just one of those people in the community that's like, really inspires me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. She's pretty awesome for sure. I should get her on the show too. I have to reach out to her later. That'd be good. Uh, what's something in WordPress that you'd still like to learn, but that you haven't tackled yet? And it doesn't have to be code. It could just be anything to do with your business. I wish I understood SEO a little bit better. I wish that like my, in the past, my SEO has been just write blog posts that all kind of relate to what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very proud of myself when I was like the number one search result for why sliders suck. Um, somehow one of my top search results, because I referred to a banana clip in one of my blog posts and very few people do, I was high on that. <laughs> and so it's like, it's one of those mysterious things that I don't really understand that I mm-hmm. think, especially now that I am thinking about growing a business from a business perspective first and mm-hmm. not, I just want to make pretty websites for people. Um, I think it's something that would be really beneficial. So it's more than just green light is good. Right. Like that's yeah. my bare minimum. That's, that's my performative SEO. <laughs> I know. I, know I don't know if it works, but it feels good. It feels good. It's just depending on whether you actually have the right keyword and all that other stuff. Right. So I know it's not my area of expertise and I turn to other people for that myself. So what's the biggest mistake that you've ever made in WordPress and what did you learn from it? There have been so many to choose from. I know it's, it's hard sometimes to think um, I've had people say, oh, I don't think I've made any. Like, oh, that's not oh, true. No. We've all made I've mistakes. Made so many, <laughs> I can't even think about how many of them. Um, maybe assuming that, that there was more stability in working for someone else than there mm-hmm. is in working for yourself. Um, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I, mm-hmm. I kind of thought moving to a job job would be one of those super secure, like work there for 10 years kind of things. And I'd forgotten that it really wasn't that, you know, mm-hmm. people job hop every couple of years and it was like, oh, there are trade-offs. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it's any less precarious. Um, and I'm, I'm leaning towards, I would rather have, here's the deal as a woman, especially as an older woman, you start getting a sell by date on you in the corporate world. Right. You really do. Like it's a documented phenomenon that like, for me, I probably have five good years left before you kind of slide into obsolescence unless you're, you know, really highly placed in a large company. It's just, Mm -hmm. it sucks, but it's something that kind of happens. And so I've been talking about, you know, do I want to spend those five years building someone else's business or do I want to spend those five years building something for me so that I can keep Mm -hmm. working until I'm 80 because I'm a Gen Xer and that's just what what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, but I also want to be one of those people who like Willie Nelson turned what, like 84 last week and he's still touring and playing the guitar and mm-hmm. doing all the other things that, you know, he does. That make and <laughs> I just, I look at that and I think how rad must that be to still be doing what you love at 84 
and Mm -hmm. still be doing it well and on his terms, right? Like with his family and his friends and. Yeah, that's pretty good inspiration for sure. Well, what's your proudest WordPress moment? It's a duplicate. It was uh, WordCamp US. I actually went out when I went to my first WordCamp San Francisco, Brian Gardner introduced me to someone as a pit bull. And I was like, I'm going to choose to take that as a compliment because I own a pit bull and Mm -hmm. he is smiley and loyal and awesome. Um, But he will also bite your face off if you cross him. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So I like that. Yeah. So um, I was super tenacious, right? Like I just wouldn't let go of this idea and I would submit two or three talks every single year and get my rejection letter. And the next year I would spend the whole year thinking about what I was going to submit and get another rejection letter. And finally, after years, I was like, wow, everyone's getting their rejection letters today. And I didn't, I should check my spam folder tomorrow. And it, you know, was finally, it was a lightning talk. Um, And I was really excited about it. It made me feel like all of the, like, keeping my teeth in it and refusing to let it go Mm -hmm. had kind of paid off. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. If if I got to speak at WordCamp US or Europe or, you know, Asia, that to me would be absolutely at the top of that too, for sure. If you weren't working in web tech or tech tech at all or web at all, what's another career that you might like to attempt? I would be a dog trainer. I could see that. Like if I didn't have to worry about paying my bills, I would full on change my career and go work with rescue dogs who needed extra help to find homes. Yeah, I can 100% see that. That would be a good. I have have a friend who like that's her dream job is to just have a ranch with like hundreds of dogs that live there and she just takes care of all of them. So I don't know how realistic that is, but whatever. (laughs) What's something on your bucket list? Something on my bucket list is probably travel related. Um, You know what I would love to do? I would love to go snowboard in Japan. I used to have a friend who went all the time and I just think that that would be a crazy trip to take. Yeah, um, I would be the person at the bottom holding your hot chocolate for when you got to the bottom. That's not something that I will ever do. But I admire people who can hurl themselves down the side of a mountain like that. Oh, I'm very cautious. Like, I'm always the last one in line. And you can hear me like, (laughs) I'm coming. I fell down and I can't get up. Like, I am not the world's best snowboarder, but. (laughs) You're still um, light years ahead of me. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Well, and I haven't been in 10 years, so I don't know if I can even do it anymore. Um, But I'd like to try. That'd be fun for sure. Show us or tell us about one of your secret or hidden talents that the rest of the WordPress community might not know about. Um, I am a very terrible guitar player, but it is one of my favorite things in the world to do. Um, I kept trying meditation and I kept not being able to do it because my brain would revolt Mm -hmm. and think about everything. And I just couldn't let go of it. And I had always had this dream where I was on stage with a guitar and like, I'm freaking out, like a big stage in an arena with a lot of people. Um, And I'm standing on stage and everyone's like, okay, we're opening with this song. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know how to play guitar. Why am I (laughs) up here? I have no idea what I'm doing. And then I have to start playing it and magically I can. And it was like the best feeling in the world. And so for my 41st or 42nd birthday, something like that, I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm actually going to make one of my dreams come true. It's easy. You need, you know, three or 400 bucks and Mm -hmm. the internet and you can at least figure a few things out. Yeah. So it's the one it's actually one of the few times and snowboarding is one of the other ones that my mind will completely clear and focus on what I'm doing in that moment. Nice. Um, 
and this is far less dangerous. I'm far less likely to break a hip playing guitar True. than I am flinging myself down the side of a mountain. And so okay. like, that's my meditation time. That's mm-hmm. like, if I sit down for a half an hour and I'm super stressed out mm-hmm. and I just focus on learning something new, I really can't think about like, my fingers don't want to do the right thing. And so you really have to focus super mm-hmm. hard on it. And it's completely yeah. not digital, which is awesome yeah. too. How long ago was it? 30 something, 35 years ago, I learned to play the guitar. I played for about eight years and then I had my daughter and I never picked it up again. But I, I often wonder if I'd still be able to remember the chords and things like that because of that muscle memory part of it. But ah, I don't know. I'll leave it for you. You can play. <laughs> play for me. I actually, when the pandemic is over, I have a guitar I want to go trade in. And have you ever seen a banjo lele? No. It's like a ukulele that looks like a banjo. It has the little banjo. So it's only the four strings. The chords are a lot easier to learn how to play. I think that's going to be another post-COVID hobby. I I want to see it when you get it. That'll be cool. For sure. I'll take it around to word camps because it's little. That'd be fun for sure, right? That would that would be a conversation starter, absolutely. Um, how do we find you online? Your website, your Twitter, however people can get in touch with you. Uh, right now, creativityincluded.com is just redirecting to my LinkedIn page. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you're interested in seeing what I've done, uh, you can look up a lot of that stuff on LinkedIn while I am building a replacement website and then my twitter handle is riot ma'am r-i-o-t-m-a-a-m perfect i love it very much if you are listening to the episode you can look up chris's episode go to wpcoffeetalk.com and uh, search for chris ford and you'll find all of those links in our show notes there too so those will be out there uh, forever and ever and and the web is not forever so we know that but eventually (laughs) for a long time for a long time it'll be there (laughs) so long as it's html and css you're good it's just all of the director and flash stuff that we've lost that's true although websites go away right like someday i may retire and not be doing this and it it, and they may not be I don't know. That's too sad. Let's not think about it. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for being here today, Chris. It's been great to talk to you as always. I always appreciate you and the, uh, your sense of humor and just the conversations that I get to have with you. So thank you for being here. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. I always have a good time chatting with you. (laughs) It's my pleasure for sure. Um, and so we'll see everybody on the next episode of WP coffee talk until then we are still in a pandemic mask up and stay safe.